Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message at Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy this message. I, I wanted to, to I, when, when Vanessa brought me the story of Ruth, and Pastor and I had talked about what I was going to preach on, and, and uh, we started looking at Ruth. And to me, uh, what picture is painted is that we see really two, un, two stories unfold. We see a story of Ruth, and we see what her life is like, and we see Naomi. And the way I see Naomi, if you really study her, she was a normal follower of God. She had her doubts. Well, what do you mean? How can you be a normal follower of God in doubt? Really? Really? You've never doubted God? You never doubted his will for your life? We see, we see Naomi make some decisions and tells Ruth to do some things that even today, even though the culture may have uh, uh, made way for that, we see that in today's society where culture says it's okay to do this and that. But is it really okay to do it? So you can see a contrast there. But, but Naomi still lives a life that follows God. She makes her mistakes just like anybody else. She makes bad decisions just like anybody else. But in the core of her heart, Ruth is able to see a woman that loves God. And it's pretty awesome because I think if we were honest with ourselves, that we all kind of have those days. I'm blessed to be a part of a ministry here at this church that understands that, that validates that, 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 that says, yes, we're not perfect, but this is who we are. And you come as you are to our church, and we're going to love you. And that, in my opinion, is what being a Christian is all about. If I could stand over here in my little corner and say, That's, we need to love everybody without judgment. And it's hard because we all have our things, right? And it, it, I, just, I just love the story. I'm going to share a little bit about this, and then we're going to go eat because I love to eat. But, uh, but I just want to leave you guys with a few challenges today and uh, see, see what God will do in your life, in you and through you. Uh, I want to make mention of our children's ministry. We've come a long ways, and uh, God is doing a great work in our children's ministry. God is doing a great work in our youth ministry. And uh, to be honored today is very humbling uh, because I could not do what I do without that team over there. Without Brian and Colleen, there's no way I could do, or God, I, I mean, God can use you, but to me, I just feel like I couldn't, I don't know how I would do it. So I'm thankful for you guys, and I love you guys. Wherever you're at, I don't see Brian and Colleen, but I love you guys. Thank you, and my team over there, you guys are awesome. Oh, I see you back there. Um, but keep praying for us. Uh, the, the great thing about children's ministry is uh, we get to breathe life in the kids. We get to breathe life in them and help raise them up. I love uh, Pastor Roger. I, I say that all the time, what you said today. They're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. And they're, they're, those kids are doing ministry. They're praying for people up here at the altar. By the way, you can come and get prayer from them whenever everybody else is we're up praying, go where God leads you. But they, they pray for you. And not only will they not just pray for you there, I can tell you from being in kids' church, when prayer request comes, guess what? They're still praying for you. That's awesome. 
You can't teach that. That is something that God put in them. And I'm so blessed to be a part of that. They're doing sound and video. We're working on that. They're doing, you've seen the skit. You've seen Sila singing. We're, we're saying, uh, this is, when I was called into ministry, this is what God said to me. Tony, you're called to be a children's pastor. It doesn't matter how big they are, how small they are, how old they are. You're called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so that's what I do. Because that's what God said to do. You know? And I'm blessed to be a part of that. I'm blessed to be a part of their lives. And uh, I feel like Naomi sometimes. I bet you there was days where she's like, wow, I can't believe how God is using Ruth. And her integrity, Ruth's integrity, I believe, uh, changed Naomi. And it's awesome when you're, when you're ministering to kids or ministering to anybody and, and they get something and they come to you and they say, hey, what about this? And you go, oh, that kind of hurt right here a little bit. I'm telling you, kids will do that to you. They come up and ask for prayer or they'll, they'll say something about a story and then it, all of a sudden God will turn that light bulb on in you and you go, oh, wow, I missed that. But they caught it. And God will use them as you're teaching them. God is teaching you. It's an amazing process. So pray, pray for our children's ministry. Pray for our youth ministry. And if God has called you there, please, please, please come and be blessed. I'm not, I'm not like a lot of people. I say, come if God's called you. Don't come because you feel obligated. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't want you if you feel obligated. Not that I don't love you, not that I don't appreciate what you would do, but I need people that are called to it. And God will change your heart. He will change your life through those kids, through those youth. Go where God, wherever God's called you. I should say, go there. Do what God's called you to do, whatever ministry that is. So that's my spiel. I'm going to preach a little bit. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. So if you do got your book, uh, your Bible, open it up to Ruth. And I'm just going to highlight a few things that were said in the skit. And uh, so just bear with me. We'll, we'll go through it. But let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that it's living, that it's changing. And Lord, that even those years go when you were working in Ruth and working in Naomi, Lord God, and Boaz, Lord, your word was changing them. Lord, I pray that your word would change us today. Lord, as we hear your word, Lord God, it would do something in us. It would drive us to do maybe the unthinkable that we, that we, that other people may not have thought about, but you said, Lord, you're sending me, or Lord, you're sending her, or Lord, you're sending him. Lord God, I pray that you move in a mighty, powerful way through your word today. And Lord, let my words not be my words. Let them be your words. And we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So when we open up the book of Ruth, we see the little bit of history is that uh, Ruth was married to one of Naomi's sons, and he passes. And, and, and she's left. Both of, her, both of Naomi's sons are actually killed, and she's left with these two daughter-in-laws. And one of the things that I think is really cool is that uh, they're, they're with her even for a little bit before they make this journey. And, and Ruth, and I mean, Naomi takes, takes them in as her, as her daughters. But then as, as you can see, this is where you start to see Naomi's little, she gets a downer, right? And she's like, oh man, we got to do something. It's getting hard here. So that, you know, how we all struggle with faith a little bit. 
I think Naomi starts to struggle with faith a little bit, but she's real about it, which I think is amazing. When we, when we struggle with something, we need to be real about it. One of the things I tell the kids and tell the youth is, you be real with me and I'll be real with you. That means when you're not doing so well, I'm going to talk to you about that. When I'm not doing so well, you talk to me about it. Guess what? That's part about being a Christian. It's part of iron and sharpening iron. And, and again, Ruth is, God is using Ruth in this story. You'll see God use Ruth as a kind of a, a new believer, right? She catches things and she sees things and, and God imparts in her. This is what's cool about it. And this is what's cool for us. It's just like Ruth. The word of God says that he puts the same measure of faith in each one of us. So as Naomi does the right things and she sees the things and she's real in front of Ruth, it strengthens that measure of faith. Because in Ruth's mind, even when she did make a mistake, she still honored her as her mother-in-law, but as a woman of God that believed in the God. Because you'll see later on, what does she say? Your God will be my God. So there's something there, even though that she's living through these mistakes. Now, do we want to make mistakes? And should we have the attitude, it's okay to make mistakes, and I'll just pray later? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we can make mistakes. And we need to not celebrate them, but we need to recognize them and get past it and be real with it, especially when we do it in front of any believers, but especially new believers, because they're watching you. When you go to work, they're watching you. If you profess to be a Christian, I can tell you, and, and, and we, can get, we can get this attitude, right, that they're just out to get me because I'm a Christian. And it doesn't matter what I do, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be good enough. They're not going to, they're going to do this. And that one guy, he, that guy over there, he's going to find everything wrong I do and he's going he's to attack me as a Christian. Guess what? That's right. Because the devil is going to do that. And he's going to use people. He's going to use Christian people sometimes. You're going to, you're going to, we're going to have differences of opinion. Chris and I have had differences of opinion in, in the nursery. And we could have let offenses build up, couldn't we? Couldn't we, Chris? We could have, we could have let offenses build up, but we didn't. We talked about it, and we got through it. Tori and I probably have done that. Brian and I have probably done that. But you know what? That's part of iron and sharpening iron. We can't let the enemy get a stronghold in there. And it's the same thing with, with, with non-believers or, or people that, are, that the enemy's going to use. You can't let them get to you, at least not in front of them. Come, come here and let us pray with you. Come here. You can go. We got a room back there, don't we? We got a room back there. You can go crazy in there. And when you come out, God will be with you because we'll, we'll be believing with you. We'll listen to you, and we will pour out with you, we'll cry with you, we'll pray with you, and when you come out, you'll be different. Because everybody gets enough world in them where they can't take it no more. Even the, the holiest of holies. Paul tells us he was the worst of sinners. But then in another part, he tells you that he, he speaks in tongues more than anybody else. That's crazy. That's the, that's this, this is a crazy Christian walk that we're in. And Naomi and the story of Naomi and Ruth portrays that so well. Let's jump down. My favorite part of the story is when they get ready to part ways. I'm going to look right now. 
I'm moving ahead of myself. Okay, let's go to 16. Verse, or chapter 1, verse 16. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Hallelujah. See, Oprah, she had a, Oprah, or I say Oprah, okay? Orpha, Orpha said, I'm going to go on my way. Now, she was sad, and I think she was being obedient to her mother-in-law. I think that's why she went. But she still made the choice, whether it was out of respect or not. She, we don't know the rest of that story, right? So we don't know if it was a bad decision. We think it might have been because she could have stayed with, with Ruth if she would have. But she made a choice to leave. And sometimes we do that, right? We make a choice. Instead of walking this way, the way we should walk, we want to we wanna dabble in either the way our life used to be or, you know, I, I think... Orpha was looking back, and that's what she knew. And I don't know if she really wanted it, but that's what she knew. And her mother-in-law saying, go. So all this pressure, she's like, I guess I'll go. And we can get that in that place in our life as a Christian. I know with my family, I'll use my family for an example. My family's not saved. Do they proclaim to love God? Yes. And am I making a judgment of they're saved or not? Well, maybe but the fruit doesn't show that. You know what I'm saying? So I, maybe I should be a little careful. They all say that they know God, but then I watch the way they live, and the way they live doesn't reflect that they love God. See, the difference between Naomi and Naomi's story is there may have been times, if you read it, you can see where maybe she was a little off on her thinking, but there was still enough God into her where she would, she would come back and Ruth could see that in her. So what I'm saying is that we, we need to live through our mistakes, right? We need to live through them. What I, what I mean is not let them control us, but go, okay, we made a mistake. Now let's walk through it and let's come out the other side. And sometimes that means going to, like, uh, I'll share a story with you. So a few years back, me and my brothers, we were, uh, out, I had shot a deer and we were out uh, tracking it. We found the deer and got it and got it in the sled and we're bringing it out. And uh, I got lost. I turned around. And uh, old Tony uh, used to have quite the temper. And they knew that. One of the reasons why they're still afraid of me to this day is because of that temper. It's not a bad thing all the time, okay? I feel bad sometimes, but then I go, well, maybe this will help them in their life. So let's just keep it that way, right? I tell them I love them, and, you know, I, and I pour my heart out. But we're walking out, and I get lost, and I get frustrated, and I get more frustrated, and then I get mad, and then I start to yell, and then it gets worse than that. I start to curse a little bit, which I hadn't done in years. They were shocked and taken back. And, and the first words I heard were, Wow, Pastor Tony. <laughs> you see what I mean? Now, I had a choice at that moment. I could have not said nothing and just let it fall away, which, if you know my brothers, it ain't going to fall away. 
And I knew that. So I made the choice right then to calm down. They watched me pray. And then I apologized to my brothers for acting that way. And if I wouldn't have done that, that integrity that I had, I wouldn't have anymore. And if I would have built up on one by one by one by one, they, they would be further than they are now. So at least they've, through that steps, I, I still have that relationship with them. And I see that in this story where there's times where Ruth uses that Pastor Tony moment, you know, just by the, the you can see the excitement in the story at different times that, where it happens and she gets excited about it and it makes, I think it makes Naomi go, wow, God is still God and he's still good. And, despite, and in spite of me, he's still doing something for Ruth. I think that's an amazing, amazing part of the story. And then, and then even through Naomi, like, why would her God be her God? Because she's seen it in Naomi. She's seen it in her. She's seen her at one point, I have to believe, because she was a, a follower of God, that she was worshiping God in some ways. And Ruth's seen that. And Ruth grabbed onto that. The Bible says that she latched onto her. She wouldn't let her go. Reminds me of a story in the Bible of somebody wrestling with God. Right? I think that we need to latch on to God. And we need to latch on to godly people. When we fall short in our walk, we need to grab onto somebody. And if I were to be really honest with you, I would tell you I have to do that more times than what you would think. But it's okay, because I'm still a man, I'm still human, and I still have moments where God, uh, or where the enemy tries to get to me, and I have to grab on to somebody that loves God, and I, and I have to ask them to pray for me, and I have to ask them to help me through what I'm going through. It's called being humble. We have to be humble. And we have to be humble enough to grab on to somebody that's a little further than us in their walk, or at least at the moment, because we all fall short of the glory of God. We all mess up at times. And we can either persecute each other or we can help each other through it. I'd rather help each other through it. Because if we don't, people like my brothers, people maybe like your brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles or friends or coworkers, they're never going to find Jesus. If they don't see what's different in us, they will keep going the way they're going. I would not be here if it wasn't for people living out God in front of me. And that's what Naomi did. She lived out God in front of Ruth in a real, real way. So I would encourage you today. I, I could go on about Boaz and how awesome. And, and I think if you look at the story with Boaz in it, you see a man of God that stays a man of God. He honors Ruth. And in honoring Ruth, he honors Naomi and he honors God. He stands up for her. He tells, he tells people, leave her alone, let her go. She's doing a, God finds, gives favor with Ruth to Boaz. It's an amazing part, but in my opinion, I love that part, and, and she gets redeemed. That's the lovey-dovey part, right? But I think the real part is back watching Naomi and Ruth interact. And I think we need to be real with ourselves. These kids are watching us. Those youth are watching us. I asked Elijah earlier. I said, uh, I said, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Nate on the spot here too. I asked Elijah, I said, 
I said, do you see your dad pray? And he goes, yeah, I see him pray. I see him pray when he studies. I see him pray, you know, here and there. And I asked him, I says, well, uh, what else did I ask you, Elijah? I asked you something else, too. You remember? Do you ever see him read his Bible? And I wouldn't use this, by the way, if it, if it would have came out well. But I knew. I, I knew. So I said, do you see him read his Bible? He says, yeah, yeah, he reads it. And I see him when he reads the study for when he's preaching or whatever. He, he reads his Bible. Can I tell you, parents, that your, your kids need to see you reading your Bible? One thing I didn't do was I didn't read my Bible in front of my kids like I should have. I prayed a lot. They always knew. As a matter of fact, when dinner time came, they were like, oh, here we go. And I learned to be shorter, by the way. Because sometimes you can do more harm than good by too many words. But they need to see you reading your Bible. They need to see you living for God. And they need to see your mistakes. One of my biggest regrets is not, uh, I call it teaching through controlled chaos. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, quinceadas. Any of you Mexican in here? Okay, no. Wow, I'm the only Mexican here. That's, that's amazing. Well, quinceada is a celebration of a, a young girl's life, and they're going into womanhood, and they have a great big party. And when you go to a Mexican party, they drink a lot. And in my family, they do a lot of other things that I don't want my kids around. So one of my, one of my things as I look back is, if I would have controlled that chaos more in the midst of those things, instead of not going at all, or instead of leaving early before all that started, I might have saved them that little thing that the devil used called curiosity. You see, I didn't expose it to them because I thought I was protecting them. In my case, in the, in the case of my children, who they were, they probably could have seen, if, they would have, if I would have allowed them to see a little bit of that, it might not have given their curiosity so high because they had cousins and people and, and other people pulling on them. But maybe if they would have seen the damage that it does at a younger age. See, when you instill something into a kid at a younger age, it leaves an imprint on them. That's why we speak the word of God over them. That's why we pray the, the word. That's why we go to camp. That's why we have altar call. That's why we pray. Because it'll leave an imprint in them. And that gives us ground to say, when they get into one of those situations, they can come, they'll pray about those things. They'll, they'll come and ask. My cousins did this or that or the next thing or my uncle or whatever. You know, and, and we'll pray through that with them. But they see the damage because they're living in an atmosphere, right? They're living in this church body that not only mom and dad love me, but everybody loves me. And everybody's breathing life into me. And then they see the other side. They see the world side. And they go, wow, that's different. Why is that so different? And it does something in them. And I believe that if I would have allowed my kids to see that more, a little bit, not much, we didn't have to stay for the whole thing, right? Till Uncle Joe got in a fight with, you know, cousin so-and-so and guns and knives came out. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying if they would have seen, I'm saying if they would have just seen enough of it to know how stupid we can get when we drink too much or too quickly, right? Or they seen like somebody doing something wrong, they would have come and asked me. 
What is that that they're doing? And why are they doing it? I, I miss those opportunities to teach that before where I just, we just disregarded. We just walked past it. We sheltered them. And, and, and I think it's hard because you want to protect your kids, right? And you think you're doing the right thing. But that's the glorious part about being a, being a parent. Listen, you're going to make mistakes. Learn from them. That's all I say. And even now today, how I did end up handling some of those things, my daughter, who is 25 now, comes to me and asks me things about God now. Because she's lived through that other side. She's starting to walk through that curiosity stuff, or she has been through the curiosity stuff, and she's gripped that life. But she knows that God is still there. And when she's had enough, she calls daddy. And you know what I do? I tell her the truth. I don't preach to her. I tell her the truth. Usually the first thing I say is, do you really want to know what I think? Or you just want me to listen? And usually she'll get around to, I want to know what you think. And now I'll tell her. I try to live out Naomi in front of her. Even when I see her. Live out the walk. They're going to see more in the way you walk and what you say and what you do than they're ever going to hear when we preach to them in kids' church or whatever. Do you need both? Oh, yeah, you need both. But living and walking and doing is what they need to see. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, I give you glory for tonight, today, Lord God, for your word. Lord, I pray that you will help us, even in our insecurities, even in our mistakes, even when we... we, we to grab and walk out you in front of people, in front of our family, in front of our coworkers, in front of those that are walking down the street. Even in those moments, Lord God, I remember moments in the car and Lord having to say, Jesus, help me. So Lord God, help us to be real with you, that we can be real with people and that we can make a real change in people's lives, that we can be a real change in their lives. Lord God, I just give you glory for today's word. Lord, let it be etched on our hearts. Bless the food as we go and partake, Lord God. Thank you for the hands that made it, the, the people that are serving it, Lord God. And we just give you glory for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray you enjoyed this message. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at gaylorchurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.